Hi, I'm Mark Tross. This is Greatest of All Psalms and Proverbs, The Heart of Worship, Psalm 37, verse 7, part 9. Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for Him, and patiently stay yourself upon Him. Fret not yourself because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Psalm 37, verse 7. Don't touch that keyboard, mouse, remote, move a muscle, breathe or blink. Be still and know that He is God. Speak to the raging storm around you. Peace, be still. Enter into the rest of the Lord. Cast all of your cares upon Him because He cares for you. Jesus is our peace, our rest, the hope of the world, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Those of us who choose to wait upon him shall renew our strength. Jesus says, watch and wait. Stand still and see the hand, the glory of the Lord at work in your life and the lives of others around you. Patience is a virtue of which few have any, is quite a statement. As a believer in Jesus as the Savior, healer and lover of our soul, we should be manifesting the fruit of the Spirit working in and through our life. Love, joy, peace, patience. Shall I continue? Those disciples of Christ who tarried, waited in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, His Holy Spirit, through their faith and obedience, received the new and fresh anointing from heaven. They waited patiently, stayed themselves upon Him. He and He alone was their focus and concern. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will draw strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Behold, the beauty of the Lord. Gaze upon him. Look unto Jesus as the author of all life and the finisher, it is finished, of our faith. Without faith, without Jesus, it is impossible to please God. Do not fret or worry yourself. Take no thought for tomorrow, but focus on Him, His word, will, and way. If you see another prospering in His way, think about the prosperity, the abundant, eternal, and everlasting life that you have in Jesus in His way. Commit, trust in, lean on, rely on, be confident in, delight yourself in your way, God's way, to the Lord. Roll and repose each and every care of your load on Him, also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Men will bring wicked devices to pass, and the evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait, hope, and look for the Lord, in the end shall inherit the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. Isaiah chapter 57 verse 13. He who endures to the end shall be saved. So don't fret or be envious against those who work in righteousness that which is not upright, nor in right standing with God, but do that which is good. Delight yourself in the abundance of shalom, God's peace, His fullness, wholeness, complete and total blessings. Psalm 37, verse 29, Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. The Lord laughs at the wicked. Their day of defeat is coming, but takes joy in those who humble themselves before Him, and He lifts them up. Jesus is coming soon. Let us go forward laughing, bringing the joy of the Lord, His joy to the world, because this is our spiritual worship in Jesus' name.
The heart of worship. Psalm 145, verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and abounding in mercy and loving kindness. Psalm 145, verse 8. Psalm 145 is a psalm of praise, of David, and certainly of the Spirit of the living God. The Lord inhabits, dwells in and amongst the praises of His people. It is only because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary that we have the right and the privilege to come boldly before God's throne of grace and mercy to plead our case and intercede on behalf of others. For through Him we are of God. Worthy is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world. Worship is not just a bunch of nice songs to sing at your average church service, but an attitude of your heart towards God and your fellow man, meaning all of mankind. When you come to really know and acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you see in the Holy Spirit and in the natural that He is the Son of God, and by faith in Him we become children of the Most High God, you cannot contain the joy that wells up within you from worshiping and honoring Him in spirit and truth. King David writes, I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever with grateful, affectionate praise. Psalm 145, verse 1. With an act of the will, his will, King David dies to himself, humbles himself in the sight of the Lord and is lifted up. In Jesus, death brings life eternal. Would you be willing to lay down your crown to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords? Jesus is the Son of David, the Son of God. His name is above all and most worthy of grateful, affectionate praise. Do you let your mouth speak the praise of the Lord? And let all flesh bless, affectionately and gratefully praise His holy name forever and ever. God is good to all. His light shines on the just and the unjust. His tender mercies and loving kindness are new, constantly renewed, each and every morning. We should be pouring forth as a fountain the fame of His great and abundant goodness and singing aloud of His righteousness and justice. His love is over all His works, the entirety of things created. God gave His one and only begotten Son, Jesus, His very heart to the world. So should we not give to Him our very heart, mind, soul, spirit, and strength? With complete and total submission to His word, will, and way, we should surrender all to Jesus and worship Him in spirit and truth. Love God, your neighbor as yourself, each other as Christ loves you, and you will show the world what the real heart of worship is in Jesus' name. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Psalm 139, verse 3. Hmm. I looked this verse up in a lot of different versions. The word comprehend was the most diversely translated. Look. You comprehend my path, New King James Version. Thou compassest my path, King James Version. You discern my going out, New International Version. You chart the path ahead of me, New Living Translation. You scrutinize my path, New American Standard Bible. 
So I got out this really cool book I have, a translation of the Bible that is my absolute favorite, even though it's a project to read because it goes from right to left most of the time and the grammar is all messed up. It's the interlinear Bible. Hebrew, Greek, English, and it's a literal word-for-word -word translation that doesn't concern itself with being grammatically correct. Ever. As nor do I most of the time. The translation of that verse I found was surprising. My path and my lying down you sift, and with all my ways you are acquainted. Sift. That was interesting. It's the Hebrew word zarah, meaning, according to Strong's Concordance, to toss about, to diffuse, to disperse, to strew, to scatter, spread, winnow. That different wording might not seem like much such a big deal. But I love stuff like this, so oblige me for a moment here and consider this. God disperses and diffuses both our path and our rest. It's the same word used in the book of Ruth when Ruth told Naomi that Boaz was winnowing the barley and she should go make herself beautiful for him. Winnowing. He comes along and makes himself at home and sets his hand to do in our lives something not unlike what happens on the threshing floor where the harvested wheat is crushed, the kernel stays, and the useless chaff is blown away, sifted out. And if he just winnowed through our lives without winnowing through our paths, we'd be even more like square pegs and round holes than we are already. But God, who always does exceedingly more than we could ever ask or imagine, orchestrates the very road set before us, so those redeemed by him walk in ways that have been appointed by him and he is acquainted with all our ways. Now, truly, I didn't intend for this to be a word study, but listen to this and hold on to your hat. The word acquainted used here is the Hebrew, kakan, which has a few very different meanings, but its implication in this verse means this, to minister to, to acquaint oneself, to be ever an advantage, a treasurer. He acquaints himself with us to be ever an advantage, to minister to us. Like one studying to be a physician, if he is to be a good physician, and in this case is the great physician, the knowledge of the subject is only exceeding by the desire to heal and make whole what is sick and broken. But in God's case, one does not exceed another. In God's case, the knowing and the healing are eternal, and he is for us. How truly beautiful. So when he sifts, we can be assured that he sifts with mercy. When he enters in and reconfigures our lives and all seems to be turned upside down, we can rest in the truth that after the chaff of us is scattered to the wind, the seed of us, the part of us that he created to blossom, will surely remain because he is the treasurer of us. He will spend us wisely. Becoming best friends with God. Psalm 95, verse 6. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker in reverent praise and supplication. Psalm 95, verse 6. The heights and strengths of the hills, the sea and dry land are His, for He made all things, seen and invisible. O come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Sing to the Lord, let heaven and nature sing, a new song. 
All of creation should praise and worship him in spirit and truth, for he alone is worthy. Make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation, Yeshua, Jesus. Oh, come before his presence singing with thanksgiving in our hearts and enter his courts with praise, for he is a great God, and we are the sheep of his pasture, his chosen people. Oh, come, humble yourself in his sight, and he will lift you up higher and higher. The reverential fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and Jesus is the wisdom of God. He is the first and the last. Make your requests known to him, and he will answer you. O come, because that is the very reason that he came from heaven to earth, for you. O come to the Ancient of Days, because he loves you and wants to spend all of eternity with you. Do not grieve or disgust the Holy Spirit. Don't try his patience or test him. We err in heart if we do not approve, acknowledge, or regard his ways. Surely you want to enter into his rest. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 3 to 11. Without integrity, being consistently righteous in right standing with God in Christ Jesus, we will be condemned and wiped out by means of our own wickedness. O come, ye sinners and heavy laden souls! Jesus is our rest. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. When God spoke light into the world, he commissioned it, the light of life, the light of all mankind, to all nations and peoples. O come into the light of God in Christ. Today, if you hear his voice, he who has ears to hear should hear what the Spirit is saying, Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 to 11. Harden not your heart. The choice is yours to make. Choose you this day who you will serve. Exodus chapter 17, verses 1 to 7. Numbers chapter 20, verses 1 to 13. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16. Today is the day of salvation, Yeshua, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made, so rejoice and be glad in it. O oh, sing to the Lord and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness, for he has done great things, marvelous things. The Lord has made known his salvation, Yeshua, Jesus. His righteousness has he openly shown in the sight of the nations, Luke chapter 2, verses 30 and 31. O come, because his tender mercies, loving kindness, truth, and faithfulness toward the house of Israel are extended to all the ends of the earth in Jesus' name. For you, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive our trespasses, sending them away, letting them go completely and forever. And you are abundant in mercy and loving kindness to all those who call upon you. Psalm 86, verse 5. As servants of the Most High God, we are called to rejoice. Rejoice over what? That we are forgiven of our sins and trespasses before God because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary for us. Rejoice in the Lord always, in all ways, and again I say, rejoice. God has been more than merciful, full of mercy, and gracious, showing favor unto us. He preserves our life in Him because we trust in, lean, believe on, and confidently commit our way unto Jesus without fear or doubt. Don't we? Do you lift yourself up to Him? Have you humbled yourself in His sight so that He can lift you up?
Each and every one of us is poor, distressed, needy, and desiring in one way or the other. But are we looking unto the hills and seeing where our help really comes from? Are you asking God, making your petition before him to incline his ear, O Lord, give ear, O Lord, to my prayer, listen, and answer to the cry of my supplications? Let's face it. Most of us wait until the day of trouble before we call upon the name of the Lord. The Word of God is clear and constantly reminding us that today is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart. Today, today, today. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised to us, unless, of course, if you are born again, spirit-filled Christian with the promise of all eternity in Christ. If you are in a daily walk in relationship with Jesus, he goes before you in all things. Righteousness shall go before him, and he will make his footsteps a way in which to walk. Psalm 85, verse 13. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Jesus is our righteousness. In him we have a right relationship with God, our Father who art in heaven, and we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Quote an old King James question, Believest thou this? Are you walking in the righteousness of Christ, following the footsteps of the Good Shepherd of your heart and soul? Jesus is the way in which we are to walk, stand, sit, kneel, lie down, rise up, eat, drink, and be merry. Is your Christian walk in Christ? If not, then it isn't the Christian walk. Because according to God's holy and precious word, your life is hid in Christ. God is good all the time. Are you in good with God? God is always ready, willing, wanting, and able to forgive us our trespasses. But are we forgiving those who trespass against us? In most cases, we are not sending away the trespasses, but the trespassee. We are not letting go of the trespass against us, but more than willing to let go completely and forever of the person who committed the crime against us. Are we doing unto others as we would have them do unto us? Is I'll scratch your back and you knife mine very Christian-like? God is super abundantly, overaboundingly pouring out his tender mercies and loving kindnesses to all who call upon him. Should we not all Go and do likewise. Especially this time of year, but each and every day of the year, believers all around the world should be showing forth their faith through love and good works that were prepared for us to do in Christ Jesus before the foundations of the earth were laid. Faith without works is dead, and we are called to be alive in Christ. Surely we know and understand that it is better to give than it is to receive, as Jesus said except when it comes to free advice, I believe. Let's forget about ourselves, magnify the Lord, and worship Him in spirit and truth. What God says should be what matters most. Everybody has an opinion, but that doesn't make it right. Let us all go forward laughing in the joy of the Spirit, in the joy of the Lord, and bring glad tidings, good news, the gospel of God to all nations and peoples, telling them of his forgiveness, mercy, and loving kindness to all those who call upon him. In Jesus' name, amen. Next time we'll be talking about becoming best friends with God out of Psalm 89, 
verse 26, Revelation chapter 1, verse 5.